Okay, so hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of Faith Brunel's Insights. I'm Faith Brunel and today I'm here with Monique and Adrian. It's nice to have you both on the show. So today actually, this is the first time I'm actually interviewing two people at once. Um, so there's always a time to start something new. So Monique and Adrian, um, I'm just gonna get I'm just gonna get started with the questions. So Adrian, um, can you introduce yourself? And then Monique, can you introduce yourself? And then I will get into the questions. So Adrian, over to you and then to Monique. Okay, so I'm Adrian Francis, and I have a Master's of Science in International Project Management, a former police officer, and also a teacher by profession. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm so what I do is I own the company, The Matriadas, so we specialize in fusing the Jamaican spices with Japanese matcha to create functional foods and beverages. And I also work as a consultant, so I'm a loyalty insights manager, um, and I also do a whole lot of other things, to be fair, but I guess we'll talk about some of those things as we go along in this interview. Exactly, and we will. And thank you both for, um, you know, for briefly talking to the listeners and myself about who you are, what you do. So let's get started with the question. So Monique, I'll start with you. So you are the founder of the Matriarch, as you just mentioned. So it, this is a very successful venture in the food industry. And personally, listeners, I do love matcha. This is what we actually talked about when we first met. I do drink matcha. So I'm really excited about this particular interview to get stuck into it a bit more. I've already heard a little bit about your journey, but the listeners haven't heard it. So you'll be you know, telling me again, but you're telling them for the first time so could you share the inspiration behind starting your business and just talk to us a little bit about a few of the challenges that you face you know in terms of the yeah in terms of the business as well sure so wow the business started when I was back in Jamaica so I'm just going to take you on the journey with yes, me so when I was in Jamaica um and I obviously, probably based on my accent, you can hear it, I'm Jamaican. So I started a business when I was in Jamaica. I found um, matcha. Some women introduced it to me and they were telling me that, you know, matcha is just a fantastic product, um, mm. has a lot of health benefits. So I tried it. I did not like it at all <laughs> at first. I'm not even going to lie. I really didn't <laughs> like it. Um, but then because of all of these benefits, um, I decided I wanted to try it again. Yeah. And I did. And um, I started using it with, you know, Jamaican spices so that, you know, I could get some nice flavors. Um, that was going really well in Jamaica. We started a business. Um, we had a juice bar. And then because things were going super good, I moved to Japan because I wanted to learn a little bit more about matcha. I was living there for almost two years. And then I got the opportunity to come to the UK and basically restart this business and the inspiration behind just the name the matcha yard mm -hmm. is, is literally you know just the culture because matcha that is Japanese and then yard is a Jamaican term yes. which means yard and for us the matcha yard is about community it's about yeah. bringing persons together about bringing cultures together and that Definitely. for me is what yard represents and um in terms of challenges wow faith there has been like so many different challenges yeah in different ways because obviously I'm Jamaican and I'm starting a company in a country that I you know I'm not I, I it's unknown it's unknown yeah. waters it's yeah. unknown ground 
Um, so just trying to understand the market, understand the British palette, for example, mm -hmm. for some of the products that we're creating, that has been a challenge. Um, but we've overcome that because yeah. you now we have our product and persons absolutely love it so um but it's really just most of that transition from yes. you know in Jamaica to japan to the uk yes and yes. trying to plant a ground um here that's been probably the most challenging so hopefully i answered your question you definitely did monique thank you once again for giving me an insight and insight is a word that i love hence why the podcast is called faith without insights and you've, you've provided the listeners an insight really into your journey and you've set the context about you know you're moving from jamaica to japan and i love that actually because that really shows your you chose your passion and your devotion to your business and with every successful business there will be challenges but you've overcome them and as booker t washington says as a context everybody um for those who have tuned into my episode before i've talked about booker t washington he was the first black american educator and he always talks about that you know talks about what you've achieved isn't what you know isn't the pinnacle but it's about the obstacles that you've overcome to be where you are and so many you know just um you know just being here and listening to your journey really sums that up as well and you know you, you had to step out of your comfort zone to japan a new culture a new language a new way of living but it was so that you were able to then sell that product as you said tweak it to the british palette and, and you know first person for me as a jamaican you know as someone of jamaican descent my dad was born in jamaica you know it's lovely to see something that i love but with a jamaican twist and so yeah that's what i really yeah that's lovely um so adrian just coming to you actually because i know that if you could just share your role within the matriarch for the listeners please adrian and then i'll ask you about your msc in international project management so my role is really supporting the founder. <laughs> I love that. My, and then, yeah, so with her ideas, I would be behind the scenes, mm -hmm. reading through ideas, you know, quality assuring stuff and <laughs> making certain that everything is on point for yes. audience who is different. Mm -hmm. Put it that way, audience who are different in a sense that they're not so much the all out matcha fans. Yeah. But it's yeah. So should use me for tasting, put it yes, that way. You're the guinea so, pig, yes, as they would say. Yeah. Like the sounding board as well. So if it's that she brings something, the matcha fans will love it. But yeah. then if the local person or just the normal person, because yeah. I am the normal person. <laughs> so if the normal person have a reaction to it, then yeah. it's good. And I think I like what you said as well, because what the match yard is all about, it's about bringing, you know, bringing matcha to people who might not have previously experienced the taste of matcha. It's about basically opening their, you know, opening, opening their taste buds really to a new world. I think that's really important that we're able to diversify what we're eating and what we're consuming and to also, you know, be aware of, you know, different cultures. And so, Monique, going back to you, when you were able, obviously, to move to Japan, just so you said um, for, was it under two years, you said over two yeah, years? Yeah, just under two years. Yeah, that's it. Just under two years, you were able to then um, position yourself um, within a new culture, and it's wonderful. So, Adrian, just going back to you then. So, can you talk to us about what was one of the highlights of um, undertaking or completing an MSc in international project management? The highlight? Oh. Yes, just one highlight. <laughs> What's one highlight you pick out? Uh, international, put it that way. Yes. Stakeholder management and communication yes wonderful thank you yes because um you know as you know 
as the listeners will know, I've just finished a, you know, a I've just finished a bachelor's degree in politics, graduated from King's College London. And what I really loved about politics was that it, it enabled me to kind of look at the world differently. So it made me more well-rounded in the sense that I learned about different cultures, different countries, different um, types of government. Some, some were democracies, some weren't democracies. And so that's why, Adrian, I asked you that question, because it's, you know, it, and it can be hard to pick out just one highlight, because I'm sure there are many highlights for you to, you know, yeah, to have completed maybe. such a, a great degree and, and kudos to you there. And just kudos to both of you, really, because what I love about you two is that you've both channeled your respective skills and brought them together for the benefit of your consumer, which is lovely. So, Monique, um, you know, as I was looking through your um, through your LinkedIn, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of successes there that time wouldn't even permit me to go into. So, everyone, I will just say, if you're interested in Monique's successes as the founder of The Matriarch, do go to LinkedIn, type in Monique Farkasen, type in Adrian Francis, read more about them, connect with with both of them because there's lots to read from both of them so please do in case obviously we won't get time to talk about everything but they can definitely connect with you can't they Monique uh, on LinkedIn and, and yourself Adrian and find out more about that very captivating and interesting journey um so yeah just using the time we've got really just to soak this all in um so yes you're also global MBA student of the year you know you've also trained and you have uh, you've trained and selected TEDx speakers you've actually been a mentor at Aston University and the Greater Birmingham Chamber so bringing all these together then how has the first of all how has the recognition as the global MBA student of the year for last year how has that impacted your journey as both a business professional and entrepreneur wow that's a good question so um as a global MBA student that's always a topic of conversation especially yeah. when I'm speaking to like corporates and um, that type of thing and so I do two things. So not only do I work as an entrepreneur, but as I mentioned, I'm also a consultant. Yeah. And the MBA has been particularly, you know, useful. And just being like the global MBA student of the year has been particularly useful, um, especially in my corporate career. Yeah. Because um, as I said, that's a topic of conversation and that gives a lot of persons quite a good context as to who I am, my yeah. experience. And then that um, enables them to trust me a little bit more as it relates to, you know, Know, when I'm giving them certain recommendations or insights and then within my own business um, that has given me quite a bit of persons who have been interested yes. in myself my journey and that is you know good for business in general yeah. so like um, some persons who probably even follow me on LinkedIn because they saw that I was MBA student of the year that is potentially the first um, thing that they saw about me yeah. and then that you know, um, helped them to learn a little bit more about me and then um, got me some interest in my business. So the recognition has been playing quite a good role in yeah. um, doing these things. And that's great because it gives credibility to you, you know, as the founder of the matriarchs, the people who might not have been aware of who you were are now aware of who you are because you've been, you know, you've been awarded such a great award. And that's a great achievement. I must say kudos to you there because then obviously you would have worked hard towards something. And what people love when they're buying into a product, they love to see a story. People love stories. Consumers love stories. I know for myself, if I'm going to buy from a business, I love to know the story of their inception from the outset. What were their challenges? You know, what were some of their, you know, the 
their, their goals, you know, what's their ethos, what's their aims. And actually, I love how you actually depicted from the, from the outset of this episode, you talked about the development of the phrase, you know, of the matriarch. So what match it is and yard. And as a Jamaican myself, again, I'm familiar with yard, you know, but it, yeah. I love the way that it was just crafted differently. And that really, you know, that again, it stems from you, you know, as a Jamaican, but it also involves the match, which is Japanese. And honestly, it's such a great concept, really is a great concept. And for those out there listening today, um, because I, I know we've got listeners from all around the world on this podcast. So those who have not tried matcha, I urge you go and buy some matcha from Monique and Adrian's <laughs> business, the matcha yard. And we're going to put all the links in the description box so they can definitely get into it. So um, Monique, I'll come back to you in terms of your mentorship. But Adrian, I just wanted to actually ta- um, ask you a few questions, really, about your very you know unique journey as well. Because when I actually met you, I was really interested in your journey because you were talking about you were a police officer um, in Jamaica and then you became a teacher with a focus on physical education so what did you actually enjoy most about these roles and was there if anything that allowed you to kind of um, work within the two was anything that you carried from the first role to the second role if you could talk to us about that okay so it is actually the other way around is it so I will we met in teachers college yes that's that's where we met so after graduating, a year after graduating Teachers College, I went into the police force where I spent nine years. Yes. And throughout that, I worked in various divisions, crime scene investigations, general policing, but the majority of my time was spent at the National Police College where yes. I was a physical training instructor, a lecturer of police laws and procedure, and also a curriculum coordinator for one of three campuses. So my role there was to plan mm-hmm. the training of police officers, see yes. to it that they completed a two years training, yeah. and then they would be deployed into different geographical divisions within the country based on crime demands. Yeah. So my role was to get students, train them, deploy yes. them. And that helped me train over 7,000 police officers. Wow. and. My role there, a very wide one, I guess, mm-hmm. as the curriculum coordinator. Yeah. Because then I had to do staffing. I had to set exams. I had to set timetables. Yeah. I had to design lessons. And at the end, quality assure exams mm-hmm. and then distribute police officers across the country. So my role was an entire cycle hence it prompted me into actual project management then i got the chance to come here and do international project management so the field will take me into whether it is security education yes and also the match i have so it's, so it's a role that's widely applicable, really. So it's giving you those transferable skills that you're able to take from one role to the other. And that's great as well, because, you know, it's obviously shaped, you know, your relationship, that's how you met. But it's also shaped your business relationship in the sense of how you're able to actually transfer skills from your role into the matriarch, as you've just said. And so just going back to the matriarch then. So, Monique, I was looking and I was really interested in how you became a mentor, how you were a mentor at Aston University and Greater Birmingham Chambers. So what for you... um. If someone asks you, so obviously I'm asking you now, for you, um, how important is mentorship? You know, how important is mentorship? From a scale of one to 10, how important, you know, would you rank mentorship? 
I'll probably say 12 out of 10. <laughs> um, I think mentorship is super important. Yes. And I still am a mentor for those two organizations. Um, so I'm actively a mentor still. Um, and the reason I think that mentorship is important because um, it's based on my experience as well and also what I've also seen. And I've had numerous mentors um, throughout my career and they have played pivotal roles in developing me into the person who I am today. And, you know, as even as it relates to the match, when I came to the, um, the United Kingdom, as I said, I was basically a fish out of water mm-hmm. and I needed a bit of guidance. And then I had the opportunity to be mentored by a few persons and that really, really assisted um, and helped me in shaping what the match is and then basically gave me that um, foundation that I needed to, you know, do the concept for this business and to develop it in um, this particular way. So mentorship is is crucial. And and that is one of the reasons why I also opted to become a mentor because I want to make sure that I'm playing that role as that sounding board, that guide, that person that sits somebody else's journey someone else's journey and try to see how best I can help them because I have been helped quite a lot um, by my mentors. I think that's wonderful how you haven't kind of that you always remember you know kind of where you were how you were a fish out of water so to speak and how these people obviously that you are mentoring and that you have mentored and continue to mentor do you need that guide they need that light at the end of the tunnel and so you're you're guiding them to the end of the tunnel um in terms of their business development and success as well and i love what you said about you know guidance give them that guidance and how for you mentorship was that foundation for myself you know as an aspiring barrister i actually have a mentor i've been blessed to have a mentor and she is she's basically a, a queen's council and she sits with me um whether it be virtually we actually met before in london when i lived in london and she's actually helping me to kind of make this make key decisions for example where to study and now actually i'm doing my master at bpp university because that was the university that she was saying actually that's one of the better universities to go to in order for you to get the next step of kind of um of the work experience to get pupillage and so that's what's really helpful so for me again i can definitely echo that same sentiment mentorship is imperative and i'd encourage anybody here if you have the opportunity of mentorship please do take that mentorship um and i'm sure that if you're at the university or if you're at the greater birmingham chambers you'll be blessed as well to have monique as a, as a potential uh, mentor um and i'm sure adrian as well um, adrian have you ever considered mentoring especially with your extensive experience have you ever considered mentoring uh, yes 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 short That's and sweet short. i like it Please, <laughs> yes, yes, that's what I was going to say. So, I was actually going to say to the listeners that Adrian could be a potential mentor if he's up to it. Because, looking at your experience as well, having an embassy in international project management, you know, I think, and um, you know, project management is, is essential. If anything is going to be planned, my dad always says to me, planning prevents poor performance. And so, there has to be that level of planning, there has to be that level of a backup plan. Due diligence has to be done and undertaken in order to make sure. So, uh, definitely, Adrian would be able to hopefully if he's available if he can fit you in he'll be able to give you some advice as well so thanks Adrian for that you're coming out of your shell now in terms of your mentorship program which is really lovely um but yeah so just concluding really there's a few more questions I want to ask just to kind of continue to paint a wonderful picture of your successes so Monique going back to you so you were you actually trained and selected TEDx speakers in the past now what was the highlight of that experience for you Oh, I love talking about this. I'm happy that you asked. Um, so when I was at Aston, I got the opportunity to be part of TEDx Aston University. So I was the head of speakers and performers. 
and it was during the time when we had COVID. So right. as you know, it was lockdown. Um, there were no, you know, meetings in person and that type of thing, even though um, by the time that we had the actual event, we got a chance to meet in person. So everything, the planning and everything and the organization of the event was online. Mm-hmm. But when I was there and I will tell everybody this, I am brand Jamaica. I wear Jamaica <laughs> on my forehead. I love my country. And I always try to integrate my culture and my country in pretty much everything that it is that I'm doing yeah. or at least as far as I can yeah and I saw TEDx as an opportunity to get speakers from my country to you know come over to the UK and showcase you know themselves and their experience and we had the opportunity to um, fly over Terry Carroll Reeves so Dr. Terry Carroll Reeves she is a fascinating Jamaican woman powerful Jamaican woman she is absolutely phenomenal and she's been doing she's just killing it in her career so we mm-hmm. had her over as a speaker yeah. We also had um Zachary Hart, who is a very renowned businessman in the mm-hmm. Caribbean, and both of them got the opportunity to come to the UK, and that was one of the biggest highlights for me because, in my capacity, I got the chance to yeah. bring some of you know the top Jamaican talent. <laughs> um, this is showcase another side of Jamaica because Jamaica is you know very well known for um sport or yes, music, yeah. but the side and other sides of Jamaica we don't really show mm. and I thought that was a really good platform and opportunity for me to showcase another side of Jamaica so that persons could see um other types of talent that we had in the country so that's wonderful that yeah that's yeah. wonderful yeah I'm really glad that you're passionate about that you know that you can see it. and if, if people are watching this video podcast today they will see your smile um and just to let you know the video podcast is available on Spotify exclusively and then my YouTube channel so if you're on one of those platforms uh, you're able to see Monique smile there as she speaks passionately um really um excitedly about this role and you know what it, it is you know it is such an um a, a journey it's so great to hear that from you that you're actually so proud of your country that you're able to actually bring them across as well in your role um, and that's wonderful to change the narrative because a lot of people are aware of Jamaica in terms of the sport and music but there's actually a wider world out there obviously it's still great that we have you know Usain Bolt and other athletes there as well that's wonderful but, but there's also more that Jamaica offers in terms of the education side in terms of the entrepreneurship side and that's definitely great um, it's great money that you were able to bring just some of that out really for people to enjoy and you know TEDx is a great brand and I'm sure they would have really enjoy the opportunity and I'm sure that the audience itself would have enjoyed even more just to get those insights just to hear from true Jamaicans and uh, when I say true Jamaicans what I mean everyone is just Jamaicans who are from Jamaica you know I think that's wonderful because my dad came from Jamaica to the UK and I you know I love hearing any Jamaican you know I'm I'm Jamaican by descent I love when I I love when I have the, hear the accent when they're speaking patwa and I'm like oh my gosh we've got so much to learn and I remember I went to um I went to a chip shop and I heard this man speaking Pat was oh my gosh so every time um, I speak to my granddad now he's always like come here fate and um, he's always like speaking in Pat and so you know I love that Jamaican experience as well it's really part of my identity and it's something I'm very proud of Monique so thank you once again for echoing that sentiment so as we could as we conclude really um Adrian is coming back to you so you've had over 10 years of experience in education and policing so what are some of the key lessons that you've learned that have helped to shape your professional growth and leadership skills okay it is important for time management Mm -hmm. discipline knowledge sharing learning uh, also taking listening Mm -hmm. when you listen you need to listen to 
criticism, constructive or otherwise. And then you need to reflect on your actions mm. to be able to better deal with future situations. Wonderful. Yeah, I would definitely agree. One thing I always podcast here at Faith Without Insights in part of the study skills section is time management, productivity. It's really um it's really um it's really beneficial to be able to effectively manage your time. And thank you for sharing some of those insights and highlights really of um how your you know your experience in education and policing has helped you to, you know, to be aware of these skills that you definitely have to, you know, take into consideration. So thank you both really for coming on the Faith Without Insights show today for sharing some of your wonderful insights as well. I know time wouldn't permit me to go into everything that you've done, but LinkedIn will. So you can always head to LinkedIn as just to read more about their journey. But just one final question, which goes to both of you. So um, now, so let me just set the context. The match yard, as we said, uh, it's actually gained popularity globally. So how did you navigate the challenges of scaling your business internationally? So what is one thing for each of you, if you could tell me one thing you've both learned, you've each learned along the way of this wonderful journey, I have to echo, wonderful wonderful journey of starting the matriarch wow hey you just put me on the spot with that one but i think <laughs> one thing that i've learned is um and adrian just even touched on it is being able to listen yes. and it's super important because one key thing that has happened in my journey yes. um that i wanted to touch on and, you know i i really had to listen was i had a, um, a conversation with another business owner mm -hmm. and he was explaining to me you know like for example the name and the importance of naming your brand in you know yeah. the right way so that consumers can really understand it and then the name of my brand at first was petite squares yes. and we changed to the match I and the reason for that was because you know petite squares that was not really connecting the culture was not connecting to matcha it was not connecting to meister it was really not connecting to um, anything as it related to the business yeah. and um i was very passionate about it because when i get passionate i get really passionate um but then i sat down and i listened to him and yeah. even though i had built this business for years and years in jamaica under that name mm. and after I did a little bit of introspection and reflection, as Adrian said, and listened, then I saw some value in what he was saying and yeah. then changed the name and everything just started to make sense. Yeah. So that one thing is just know when to listen and just take that criticism because sometimes it is indeed constructive. Wonderful. And you, Adrian? So for me, it is, she's the brains. <laughs> she's the brains. And what I've come to realize mm -hmm. is that starting a business mm. can either make you or break you yeah. if you're not disciplined. Mm. And the behind-the-scene work yeah. is what really makes it. The mm. initiation and the planning stages of the business. Yes. If you're not grounded properly with that foundation, then everything else will be chaotic. Very true, Adrian. So both of you, some words of wisdom there. Adrian, to finish us off there, with if you don't have the discipline, if you're not ready both mentally and physically to start a business, then make sure that you are in the right headspace too, um, so that you know, so that you can so that you can be able to push yourself and give your best to that particular thing. So both of you then, once again, thank you. So if you could just tell the listeners where they could reach out to you and how they can actually how can they can actually support your business at Matriard. 
Yeah, so you can reach out to us by just visiting thematchayard.com. So that's the matcha yard, and that's Y A A D. And then that's where you can get our products and everything. And then you just follow us, you know, on all different platforms. And it's always at the matcha yard. So yeah. Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, LinkedIn, everywhere. It's the matcha yard. And if you also wanted to reach um, out to us on our personal LinkedIn, just type in Monique Farkerson, type in Adrian Francis, and then you can. Get us on our personal LinkedIn, but remember everything else is at the match yard. Wonderful, that, that makes it much easier to, to have that consistency at the match yard. Everybody, you heard it here at the match yard. So, both of you, you know, both you, Monique and Adrian, thank you both for your unique insights, for your passion, for you know, for sharing your drive, for really just giving us, um, giving both myself once again and the listeners um, a very interesting outlook and, and insight and door into your journey, really, and really channeling. And I love what I said before, I reiterate it. I love how you both work together as a team and you both bring your respective skills, you know, to make something better, to build this business called the match yard. So, thank you very much for. For, uh thank coming you, on the faith you. <laughs> you're welcome thank you for coming on the faith brunel's insight show yes thank you for coming on the match yard this is your host faith brunel signing off have a great day and remember it's not an event it's a journey thanks everybody